Welcome to session 302 of this podcast, Why Corporate Executives Choose Network Marketing. You've probably heard me say a hundred times, network marketing is the number one opportunity in the world to give average people with above average desire the opportunity to replace their current income, create financial independence, and even legacy wealth. At least at one time it was. But as I covered in detail in session 300 of this podcast, 99% of the companies in network marketing today, it's no longer a real business. It's become a giant social club. The title of this session is Why Corporate Executives Choose Network Marketing. If I'm being totally honest, the title of this podcast should be Why Corporate Executives in the Past Chose Network Marketing. I had a conversation with a friend who's been around the MOM industry for over 35 years last week, and he had actually seen the interview you're about to hear when it was released on YouTube a couple of days ago. And we were just talking, and he said, Dale, how come the industry doesn't attract as many white-collar people and corporate executives as it used to? And my response was, dude, are you serious? Where have you been? Where have you been? What are you talking about? I mean, in 1995, 27 years ago, Lynn Clements, in an article titled The Land of 10,000 Unrecruited Heavy Hitters, and I mean, you guys that listen to this podcast regularly, you've heard me reference that article multiple times. It's over at topmlmtrainingarticles.com for those of you that may be listening for the first time. But in that article, he said, and again, this was written 27 years ago. He said, today, there's a constant ebb and flow of distributors from company to company those who migrate like gypsies from program to program, always looking for the better deal. And the segment and this segment of the MOM population is huge. And I would say today that is no longer a segment of the MLM population. That is all the MLM business model is. Period. Who's recruiting new people into their business that have not been involved in network marketing before? I mean, 99% of the people that have joined an MLM company in the last 30 days have been involved in one or more companies in the past. And, you know, it used to not be that way. We used to go into the marketplace and find entrepreneur, career-frustrated people, entrepreneur-minded, career-frustrated people but we're just retreading existing distributors and people get on me and they wonder why I say MLM has just become a giant social club and is no longer a business. But with all that said, Dan Parks is going to give you some insights and wisdom in this session that will benefit everyone who really understands that a new era of wealth building is here. 
Welcome to the New Era of Wealth Building podcast, formerly the MLMSuccess.com podcast. This show will reveal a new era of team building that has been created by smart contracts on the blockchain and technology that wasn't even available a couple of years ago and most still don't know exist or understand today. We share with you real success stories from real people that are happening right now today. While traditional network marketing companies have fallen into a state of dissipation and delusion, what Mr. Calvert calls a social club, there is one company and organization whose members are progressing and growing their incomes weekly. This organization is led by the host of this podcast, Dale Calvert. Dale has always said that real product and network marketing is people. Dale has always taught, if you build people, people will build the business. We believe network marketing is the number one personal development program on the planet with a compensation plan attached. When you combine wisdom of the ages success principles, proven personal development systems, and a new era opportunity, you have the formula for life-altering success stories. And that is what we share with you in this podcast. So here is your host, who has a goal to develop 500 six-figure earners and 10 millionaires on his team over the next few years. A small-town guy that figured out early in his career that the real product in network marketing is people. And the magic and Ziggs quote, you can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. Dale Calvert. I am really excited for you guys to hear Dan Parks, but before we get into the interview, I have to just expand a little bit on Lynn's article. Uh, if you can understand this, and you really will start to understand why the industry today is in a state of dissipation and delusion. And keep in mind, this was written 27 years ago, back in 1995. This is just a couple more excerpts from his article. He said, really, no company has experienced legitimate momentum in the last two years. Not like Herbalife in 1983 or NSA in 1987 and 88 or New Skin in 1991 or to a lesser extent Mel Luca in 92 and 93. The point here is that these companies created this momentum by bringing in massive amounts of new distributors from outside the industry, and as a result, the industry grew as well. But not today. And, and, and this is not today in 1995. And when you, when you, when you talk about not today, today in 2022, this is just foreign, a whole foreign idea. Okay. Foreign idea. But let me continue. But not today, at least not like in the eighties and the early nineties. Today, everybody seems to be into retreading existing distributors over and over dreaming about landing the big heavy hitter. The industry has become sluggish, lazy, and one filled with a lot of spoiled opportunists looking for something as close to nothing as possible. And the opportunities available to them have exploited and perpetuated this to no end where there was once an industry made up of merit-based opportunities that rewarded those who worked hard, retailed, and actually trained and supported 
their organization. There is now an industry full of fluff programs with token products that will basically sell you the farm for a small personal purchase. This was written 25 years ago, and it's just diminished and gone downhill since. Guys, it's right in front of all of us that open our eyes and look. You know, many times you've heard me talk about how this profession has turned into a social club where uh, those with leadership titles, the only concern seems to be how can I keep my people on auto ship one more month? And it's just, it just, it makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit. It's ridiculous. Thankfully, thankfully, there's still some, very few, but some intelligent, value-focused, business-minded people left in this industry that understand that they're really starting to get the fact that a new era of wealth building is here. Dan Parks is one of those. I'm anxious for you to hear him, so let's get into the interview. It's a pleasure tonight to introduce to you uh, Dan Parks. Most of you probably read uh, Dan's extensive business background. Uh, he's got an international MBA. He served in the military with the 10th Special Forces Unit. He flies high air balloons, helicopters, and airplanes. He's pilot. Uh, he served as owner, uh, CIO, COO, CEO of multiple companies with employees from five to 5,000 people. He has 19 years network marketing experience. I know that his parents were a major influence on his life. And um, a few years ago, uh, I noticed that every time I posted something on my business Facebook page, every time, and for those of you that don't know, it's facebook.com forward slash Dale Calvert page. But every time I would post something, uh, that I considered to be really a, a brain dump, really a thought provocative, uh, whatever that word is, a real brain tweak. Some guy named Dan Parks would always give it a thumbs up or make an intelligent comment. And all of you understand that intelligent comments are rare on social media. So it it got my attention. It's like, who is this guy? And when we decided to uh, help APL Go launch in the United States and we started the North America launch team, Dan joined us. He was a founding member. And the only time I've had the opportunity to, to meet him was in Las Vegas when that company kicked off. And he's going to be in Las Vegas at the end of this month. So I look forward to seeing him again. But since our first meeting, we have talked on the phone maybe four or five times. Uh, you guys that are with us know that he's here every single week on the live events. He doesn't miss an event. He doesn't say a lot, but when he does, it always adds value, always. And like many of you, most of you, he just puts his head down and does the work. He's been listed in the IHUB Global leaderboards a couple of times during the beta launch. And honestly, tonight, I, I just look forward to getting to know Dan a little bit better. 
I, I appreciate the fact he's agreed to this interview. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce you to you from uh, Nashville, Tennessee, Mr. Dan Parks. Dan, are you with us? You can take yourself off mute and good to have you. Okay, I think we're on mute. There we go. How are you doing, go. Dan? Hey, how are you? Wow. Um, thank you very much for asking me to speak. Um, yes, a uh, couple of things. First, you probably don't know this, Dale, but you and I share a few common things. One of the probably the, the most profound thing that we share is there's someone telling us not to get too fired up. Um, we're both very um, passionate about what we believe and what we know. And that just drives us both to a, a pretty intense level of passion. So uh, I've been told not to get fired up tonight. Uh, so I'll give it my best shot. Um, I also don't have a filter. Um, yes, I've run a lot of companies. My HR people are usually very afraid of me because I'm I'm literally just an HR nightmare, nightmare waiting to happen. Um, so I'm uh, as I've gotten older, I thought maybe I'd, I'd get better, but maybe I haven't. I don't know. Um, but at any rate, thanks again for uh, inviting me. Awesome. You can, Don't telling me to tell you to, to share your screen. She's telling me, if, and I don't know what that means. And if you do, good. If you don't, we're cool. She said to share your screen, Dan. Okay. Okay. Okay, got it. She's, 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 we're figuring this, we're, we're kind of figuring it out as we go. Okay. Um, but I want to ask you this before we get into the real meat of stuff. Tell me about Sports Illustrated 1992. I, I'm just <laughs> curious. I just need to know, how did you yeah. end up in Sports Illustrated? Um, I, um, I have a bachelor's degree in microelectronics. So yeah, I designed microchips, computer chips. And I had a small stint with a company that was developing products. And um, at that time, it was all in my head. And I had been playing disc golf since the 70s. And I had earned my way to the world championships. And literally every day for a year, I carried a basket in my car. And at lunch, I'd be in the parking lot practicing putting. After work, I'd play before work. I mean, it was for a year, for years, nonstop. And about a week before I left to go to the world championships, um, the vice president of engineering said, hey, you know, we've got these deadlines. You can't go. And I was like, I can get a job anywhere. I'm out of here. So he's like, OK. So I left. Well, after I left is when they discovered I had about twenty five million dollars worth of development and intellectual property in my head that I had developed. So um, the vice president was fired. Um, and the CEO paid all my expenses, but why I was there, um, my first day of practice, I stepped in a rabbit hole and broke my big toe. So I played every day. I went to the Methodist sports medicine place in Indianapolis and they'd wrap my toe and stick needles and deaden it. And I don't know what all they're doing to it. And then they'd drive me on the golf cart to each tee pad. And I played golf that way for the, for the tournament. Oh. I didn't win. But I did finish fourth, so cool. But Sports Illustrated saw it, and they 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 saw that, and they're like, 
you know, like what, what, what? <laughs> so they said I was living proof of the demise of Western civilization as we know it today. Um, I just so had that. that I was just so curious about that. Uh, let's just start off. I always like to, I like to know about people as far as their background, their family, their peers, siblings, parents. I, I know just in our conversations that your parents were very influential in your life, but just kind of tell us about your, your upbringing, your background. Sure. Um, I'm one of three. So I'm, I'm the middle one. Uh, I think the middle kids are always probably the most um, wild uh, would be probably the, the, the pace, uh, at least in our family, it is. Um, There's a lot of years between uh, my siblings. Um, both my parents, uh, had master's degrees. My father had an MBA and a master's in psychology. His plan was go to wall street. My mother had a master's in vocal performance. She was an opera singer. So they were going to New York city. And in the process of that, my grandparents on my father's side passed away. So they went to Montana to get rid of the ranch because they were heading to New York and they got there and it was in foreclosure and you know, the old story you hear, you know, 20 years later, well, he, he turned the ranch around and, and made a significant amount of money doing that and bought his way into some some companies on the East Coast and did very well from that perspective. I learned from him. Um, he had a real magical ability to believe in people and to empower people. Um, I know when he passed away, there was so many people, one in particular, I'll never forget. Um, we didn't know it was a family friend. We didn't know the story, but his own father didn't believe in him. And he wanted to get in the independent insurance business. And my dad told him, he said, I see something special in you. You got drive. And uh, so he helped the guy get started. The guy turned out to be the largest independent insurance agent in the entire Southeast. Wow. And he said he owed it all because my dad believed in him. So Definitely set a bar up high. Um, my father taught me a tremendous amount about being well-read. Um, he read probably four to six books a week for as long as I can ever remember. Um, after he, he says he retired, he never did. But I, I know that after he officially quit going to an office, um, he went to the Books A Million place and got a bag of books every week to read. And it was on it was the gamut, just everything. So it helped me understand that um, something he taught me before he passed away was um, I had just sold a telecom company and um, I, I didn't know what I was going to do next. You know, I was in my late forties and my father uh, basically had a year left to, to live. So I was still kind of rolling in that, but I had just sold the company and 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 my my pattern was to to build it, sell it in about five years, take a year or two off, and start another company. So um, I, I I wasn't wanting to do that. And my father taught me. He said, "You have two choices in life. You can either live or die." And he said, "The only way that you live is to grow, and the only way you grow is to learn, and the only way you learn is to push yourself. And the moment you stop, you start dying." And he said, "Most people hit fifty five and they start dying. They just don't know it." That's right. So I've never forgot that. Um, he he was one of those. You said that I don't say a lot. He was one of those people that was um, for us older people. The old E.F. Hutton commercial when E.F. Hutton speaks, that was him. 
you and I could take two sentences to say something, he'd say it in four words and it would be better right to the point. So very um, particular person. Cool. Um, my mother um, was absolutely a driven woman. I don't know of any person more driven than her. And my dad would be the first to tell you he's who he was because of her. Um, and I believe that that's probably true for most successful people. Cool, There's cool. usually a, a partner, a spouse that, that's that driving force. And actually, honestly, even tonight, when, when you kind of prepped me for tonight, some I thought of some of the things and I realized quickly how important a husband, wife or a partnership can be in this business, particularly this business. Because we're not building teams. That accountability is not what it would be if we were building teams. You know, we'd be having regular meetings, those types of things. So having a partner or a spouse with you in this business right now is a great accountability partner. And whether she or he or them are building with you, it's really important to have that accountability. Um, You talked about me never missing stuff. I'm very um, structured in my um, time management. I think that's probably the key to all of my success is being able to um, not only manage time, but manage tasks and understand how you get from big ideas and big dreams and get there without getting into little step details, but to understand those milestones that come along that journey. Awesome. Awesome. So how in the world and why well, well, first of all, when when did you start in network marketing? Oh, my gosh. So there was a company years ago called Shosai, Healthy Chocolate. Um, gosh, it's got to be 19 years ago, I guess, something like that. Um, I, I'm in some ways a creature of habit a little bit. Some things I'm not OCD or anything, but I always have to get my Starbucks. Back in those days, it was... It was a make or break. <laughs> so there's a lady there that stalked me at Starbucks. And finally, one day I just got tired of it because like she was not going to take no. I had no interest. No, you know, just no. And finally, one day I just gave her my credit card and said, whatever it costs for you to go away, take it. Just I don't care. And she said, well, it's going to be like 15. I, I don't care. Just go away. So about a week and a half, a couple weeks later, I got literally this notice of delivery and I got 12 cases of healthy chocolate. Uh, and at those, at that particular time in my life, I was going through a phase of being like all raw food. So I didn't eat like any sugar, no dairy. I mean, it was like all raw fruits, nuts. So this was like so far off my radar is like nuts. So I did research and realized how powerful the product actually was. Um, and so that was my jump into network marketing. Um, I did it all the wrong ways. I had actually just sold the company. I was not, um, I had some extra cash and I knew people that were cash strapped that, you know, I, I believe given a chance they could do really good with it, you know, cause I was following the, uh, the hype that I, you know, didn't, didn't take the time to really think about it. Um, so I spent a lot of money to get a lot of people started and they did nothing. You know, all, all the, all the mistakes that you talk about. I've been there, done it every single way. I left that company, followed one of the top leaders, that one, Lady Paula Pritchard. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was the steps. I, I learned, you know, there that I, I did well, 
but it wasn't duplicatable. I spent more time replacing those that left than those that joined. Um, real painful. Um, I did well. I mean, I got I, I built a business into almost 40 countries. So I, I, I did well, but no one did well with me. And that just didn't set right with me. Um, one thing my father taught me was conf- or a conscience is a powerful thing. <laughs> as long as you listen to it. So, um, yeah. yeah. So why did you decide to join us when we launched the North America launch team? Because that's probably the first time right after we launched that was probably the first time we ever actually spoke on the phone. So how, how do you remember all that? Um, by that time, um, the, the previous company that I was in, um, I was really stagnant in that company. I really wasn't doing anything. I was, I don't want to say discouraged. I was frustrated just because I knew the business model was good. It just, I couldn't find, my brain was sinking micro franchise. That's how my brain thought. That's the only way it's going to work. And companies I've built, I mean, that, that, and I wasn't seeing that. So um, I did a lot of Google searching and I came across your MLM help. And I went there and started reading. And lo and behold, I went, wow, okay, this person gets it. So I joined and I went through the MLM training club and went through that. And my first instinct was to buy the whole course and, you know, run right to it. And then I said, no, I need to do it sequentially. I need to hold myself back and make myself. So I did it the month to month for 18 months. And it was good because it forced me to be patient. It forced me to learn the content for that month rather than just listening to everything all at once. So at any rate, so that's how I found you. And then um, I watched. Yeah, you know, you saw my post on Facebook. I watched. Um, I was in special forces. I'm I'm pretty well known. That's one of the skills I was trained in, actually. <laughs> so uh, uh, I started noticing you're making the moves, and it didn't take me very long to figure that out. Um, obviously, I have a, a 35 year history of IT, so the, there's a lot of skills that I have. I don't talk everything about, but yeah. So once I saw where you're going, that's where we started reaching out and talking. And cool, okay. Right now, from all your background, all your experience, how do you feel about the possibilities of what IHUB Meta offers for people? I think for anybody at any level, um, I think, I think that. I don't, I don't want to get into politics and all those things, but I'll, I'll put it really simply. I think you and I have spoke. I'm not going to get into details or anything, but I, I will say the worst thing that you'll ever do is think that that 401k plan you have right now is going to carry you through for retirement. And, and what I mean by that is talk to people that went through 2008 about their 401ks. There was people suicidal that went through that, literally. So, First and foremost, be diversified. And I've heard had people, oh, my my 401k is diversified. No, it's all within the stock and treasury markets. You know, this is probably the best opportunity you will ever get to literally be on the front end of the next age of financial 
direction that we're going to go. I mean, it's just bottom line. So for someone at a high level, uh, and I, I, I really believe this, Dale, because, you know, I, I've gotten to the 10 club. Um, I've been on leaderboard. I've gone out there and I've done the work. And, and to be honest, at first, I went to my corporate connections. And I think you and I talked about this, Dale. Um, I decided because it was really important. It's something else my father taught me, another one of my fatherisms. Um, you know, in order to show the work, you have to know the work, right? How can you show other people what to do or help other people do something if you yourself haven't done it? So um, I told Dale I wanted to I wanted to go down. So I've been pulling doors. I've been going out cold calling. And let me tell you, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. You don't think I didn't go to the first few with clammy, wet hands? I wasn't shaking anybody's hands because I had those wet, clammy hands. I was nervous as heck. But I did it, you know, and, and I'll tell you, there's a few that I got out that I knew they'd be good, but I just sat in the car for 10 minutes and talked myself out of it. Again, we've all been there. None of us have done anything that I'm not. We've all done it in the last 60 days. So um, it's been super eye-opening. It's been frustrating. Um, I mean, can you imagine? Those of us that, that are in the beta group, can you, I mean, we've all been to, I see Alan, welcome back, Alan, yay. Um, but to, to to go out to these businesses that we're giving them a gift. Now, I've run some big companies, and I'm telling you, if someone comes in my company, um, which, by the way, Luke TV is in my company, when I approached my leadership with it, I didn't go to my CFO and say, hey, you know, we're going to do this thing. We're making this money and all. No, 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 no. I went in because I have to think like Dale has taught me through the training and all the things he's done. You got to think how they think, right? So what's the number one thing a business wants to know? How do I reduce cost? They can't get rid of employees. They've got rid of as many as they can right now. You know, they've cut their, I mean, that's they're looking at reducing costs. That's something that a business can tangibly go, I get that. So for me, I approached the CFO and I said, how much do we spend a month on cable TV bills? And he kind of looked stunned. He said, I I, I have no idea. I said, we'll find out. He came back later to me. He said, about 5000 a month. I said, okay, we're going to take that off the books in the next 90 days. He went, what? I said, I have a way. It's a free player. We'll entertain our patients. It won't cost us a penny. We get rid of the cable TV. Done. Do you think at the end of the year, I'm going to have a big grin on my face when I show them how much money's sitting in that purse from 150 to 200 boxes out playing? I'm going to grin from ear to ear. Cool. But cool. the other side of that is I couldn't do that on the front end because they wouldn't believe me. What you've looked at, you, I know you've seen a lot of compensation plans. When you look at how, we get paid here. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I, 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 I'm approaching this at two, two ways. Um, I have, I think I have it here. I know you're, I think you all see my screen too, but I actually have, my goals are actually written down. I'm a very specific person about my goals. For instance, I'll be honest, Dale. My first goal when we got started, we talked about this, 100,000 100, boxes. I've, I'm like, Dale, I've never made a million dollars in a month 
of income. Okay, that's of income. Never done that. Okay, but then I'm hearing the words of what's coming here very soon that we're going to see. And they said, you didn't sleep for two days with what we saw from Luke. You're not going to sleep for a week for what you're fixing to see. So I've scaled that back because I'm going to have to put some time for the new thing that's coming. But I'm not stopping on Luke. We'll come back to what you said, Dale. I think Luke TV is absolutely, hands down, the best, easiest way for anybody to get an income that's repeatable. I mean, think of the college kids right now that are going to college. How many of us have grand, well, okay, kids or grandkids. I got grandkids. They're getting ready to go to college. And what if you could go through them and, and through them help them get 50 boxes? And they've got a nice little income of, say, three, $4,000 a month while they're at college. And they can focus on college. Man, I, I've never seen that. And, and here's the thing. You can go to network marketing, okay? And honestly, you go to talk to them, and you'll find 100,000 people tell you, oh, yeah, you can do that in two months, no problem. And I call BS. You can't. You can't. So, yeah. I mean, I believe in that. You know, you opened my eyes, Dale, when you came out too, and that's why I'm here now is because you're ethical, you're honest, you have a conscience, and you came out and said, look, I believe in the industry too. It's a marketplace, and you're right. That's right. Yeah. It doesn't matter how great your product is. It doesn't matter. If if people don't care, they don't care. And, and this this is the new network marketing on steroids. You don't have to build a team. That's right. You still exactly got to go through the same uncomfortable growth phase. <laughs> <laughs> you do. I don't know why you do. We shouldn't have to, but we do. Yeah. It's just part of it. Yeah, I guess. Uh, you know, my first company I started, Dale, seriously, I've started my first company was a software company. I went to my dad and I said, you know, dad, he's like, show me a business plan. So I wrote one up and we sat down. He went through it and he slid it back to me after he made some notes. I'm like, yes, man. All right. And he said, you know, when I got started, nobody would help me. They wouldn't even talk to me. Best thing that ever happened to me. I would not want to rob you of that. And I I was 27 years old. I was like, what? What? I mean, I, I, I didn't know how to respond, right? So he slid it back. He said, I'm going to be honest. I think you've got a great idea. But the best thing you'll do is go find your own money because then you'll have pride and you'll be grateful for what you've accomplished and learned and, and earned. Man, I hope people hear that. I hope parents hear that. So true. Oh, I've had people say how mean I'm now. Best thing ever. Yeah. 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 I've had to have that conversation with one of my daughters so far. Yeah. But I you appreciate it now, so I'm gonna make sure she sees this. <laughs> uh what would you what would you tell this last Last question. What would you tell business professionals that maybe have never been involved in this type of business before? I mean, you know, but they're and they're frustrated. Maybe they're, they've got the glass ceiling in corporate America or they've got a business where the business owns them. They don't really own the business. But anybody with a strong traditional business background, what would you tell them 
not about network marketing because I would honestly tell them to avoid it. But 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 about what we're doing here with I Have Meta, what would you tell them? I tell them this is the entry point into the next generation of technology and where our world's going. Um, last week's um, corporate call with iHub with the founder from um, OpenView. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually cut that down to a 17-minute segment of video. But if you go back and watch him explain their four-year plan and that journey, you'll quickly understand and and, and grasp this because the reality is even for someone like me, who's always been very good at that four to five year window and, and running businesses that way, I can't tell you what a year looks like in this because it's changing that fast and that quickly. But I can tell you this, this company has invested since 2017 to basically develop and own that backbone of how transactions are going to occur in the metaverse. And I have to tell you, when, when Dale talked about buying a mansion and renting it, I thought it's pretend. I'm serious. I'm sitting and going, the dude's lost his mind. He's an idiot, an absolute idiot. And I told Sarah, I said, oh, I got some deals for him. If he can write a check that fast, holy cow. So, but here's the reality. This guy last week put the dots together. It's what you saw, Dale. When he talked about Facebook and placement advertising, and that's when the ding, ding, ding went off. And for anybody in traditional business, I don't care what your success is. If you don't see that this, this is almost like the front end of .com. Mm-hmm. It feels very specific to advertising. But I promise you where this company is going to take us, is it's, it's just going to all of a sudden open into this whole world of like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, you know, don't stand by and watch it because I'm telling you, I got a chance to buy Microsoft at $12 a share and I thought they were stupid. And then my dad came along and said he had some stuff called Starbucks. It was $2 a share. And I said, you're stupid. My dad looked at me and smiled and said, coffee's addictable, uh, addictive, son, and it's legal. We'll see you later. And he left. So, okay. Any final thoughts before we get into our question and answer section? Anything you want to share before we end this part of it? I, I hope that everybody that sees this live right now, that are with us now and sees the recording, I really, truly hope you will get out of your comfort zone, stop analyzing, stop being all those things, get engaged with the Facebook group, ask questions. If you don't know what to do, ask. Don't just sit there and, and hunt around because I'm going to tell you, the best thing is right now, everyone you get to talk to, you get to tell them about Luke TV. The worst thing that's going to happen is everyone you go to is going to tell you about Luke TV. And if you're in the second part of that, you've lost the game. That's right. End of story. And think about it. Here's the magic. 100 boxes. It's doable. It's not impossible. You're not going to do it in 10 days. You're not going to do it in 30 days. Figure 60 at the best, probably 120 is better if you'll set the pace for how many people you talk to because it's a numbers game. So I can't, this is that time, Dale, where after that voice goes, don't get fired up because then I start getting fired up. And then, but I'm telling you, I can't, I've, I've been so blessed in my life and I have, I have made and done things that few people ever have. And I mean, time and time again. For people from the West, the Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta, 
Our family started that. Wow. My mother's family is the Cutter Aviation family. You know, my uncle is in the Hall of Fame for aviation. So that's one side. My father's self-made into venture capitalists. He showed me the way to build companies and do very well. But this, this is an opportunity that the few don't get, the everybody gets. This is the old story that dad told me once. He said he never understood this. The table of greatness is set for everybody. Why doesn't everybody sit there? Mm. I can't answer that. I really can't. But this is that situation. Everybody on this call, Dale, everybody watching for the next 120 days has a chance to take this and run. And I'm looking, I can see people on the screen right now that are runners. And, and we're all running. And we're all at different paces. So it's not a race to see who wins. It's a race to run. Yep. So run when you can run. The race is against yourself. Yep. Exactly. So thank you, Dale. I really appreciate you inviting me. Man, that was, that was great. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this session and appreciate Dan's authenticity. You know, expanding our comfort zone, which he talked about, his hands, you know, sweating and so forth. Expanding our comfort zone is required to create success. It's part of the process for everybody. You know, self-proclaimed gurus have made a living telling people what they want to hear so they can sell them what they want to sell them. And they've run this profession in the ground by telling people, you know, there are multiple secret ways to build a business with the secret lead program or be a uh, start start your blog so you can be perceived to be a network marketing professional or or all the attraction marketing ridiculous crap that's been spread throughout this profession or you have to have some type of special funnel or so on and so forth we've all heard it all and dan has shared with you the truth i mean you we all of us if we know why we're doing what we're doing, we can expand our comfort zones. And once it's expanded, then then you, you when you expand it, then you eliminate fear. Once your comfort zone is expanded, people think they're always going to feel uncomfortable. They don't. You know, if you do the uncomfortable long enough, it becomes comfortable. Uh, and if you're making money while you're expanding your comfort zone, and you're making profits and progressing every week, it gets easier. It gets easier. I mean, you can internalize wisdom of the ages principles and use them today in this new era to build a real business. If you need to contact Dan directly, his contact info will be in the description of this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, and I'll be be back with you next week. And we'll hear from our team member. Uh, Next week, we'll be talking with Joe Richard. Uh, Joe's in upstate New York. He's gone from zero to over $2,000 a month in passive income his first two months. And he's well on his way to his first go of $100,000 a year within 12 months. So if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, go ahead and do that now because you definitely don't want to miss Joe's story next week. Thank you, guys. Have an awesome week. 
and I'll talk to you next week. Did you enjoy this story? Then you will probably enjoy some of the other sessions of this podcast. You can visit MLMSuccess.com and see a full playlist of the podcast since the day we started. Would you like to put some faces with the voices? Then search for Dale Calvert MLM Success Podcast on YouTube and follow us there. Please leave a comment on YouTube and let our special guests know how their story inspired you or affected you. Dale spends most of his social media time in private groups he has founded, but you can follow his public Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Dale Calvert page. And of course, your comments and feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you access this podcast is always appreciated. Thanks for listening. And we will be back next week and share with you another real success story that is happening right now in this new era of wealth creation that most still don't know exist yet.